For a da, very good morning and welcome to our service in the parish of Casluchur and Gosainen. Filmed today, as you can see, in St. David's Church in Lache. It's so good to have you with us, and I hope that you're blessed and encouraged by the service today. Liz, one of our lay readers, will be sharing with us later in the service, so we pray for God's blessing on her as she prepares to open up the word for us. So as we begin our service for another week, let me pray for us. Almighty God, whose Son revealed in signs and miracles the wonder of your saving presence, Renew your people by your heavenly grace, and in all our weakness, sustain us by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is taken from John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, 
and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and didn't know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk but you've kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Revelation, chapter 19, verse 6 to 10. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude like the sound of many waters and like the sound of mighty thunder peals crying out. Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has been made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. And then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your comrades who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Lord our God, bring your bride, your holy church, with joy to the marriage of feast of heaven, and unite us with your anointed Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This morning we heard a reading from the Gospel according to St John, and also one from Revelation. Both on the same theme, weddings, and by the same author. Weddings in the first century, as they are today, were a time of great celebration. The planning, the kind of festivities and protocol have changed, of course, but the idea of a wedding is still the same in everybody's mind, a happy occasion. John uses a wedding to frame Jesus' first miracle at the beginning of his ministry. And a wedding also frames the celebration of the marriage of Christ the Lamb at the end of time, described in Revelation. We can all zone in on weddings and their festivities and the hiccups that occur from memories of our own or our children's or from just being a guest at one. Jesus' strange remark, my time has not yet come, made to his mother, looks to many other references of his time until at last the time comes and the glory is fully revealed as he dies on the cross. For John, this is the ultimate moment when heaven and earth meet, so to speak. That is, when it takes all the faith in the world to see the glory hidden in the shame of the word of God created as a weak and dying human being. It's about transformation, the different dimension of reality that comes into being when Jesus is present and when, as Mary tells the servants, people do whatever Jesus tells them. The water jars used for Jewish purification rites are a sign that God is doing a new thing from within the old Jewish system, bringing purification to Israel and the world in a whole new way. Running out of wine was not just an inconvenience, but a social disaster and disgrace. The family would have to live with the shame for a long time to come. Though Jesus afterwards addresses himself to other kinds of problems, we are already witnessing his compassion, which he shows when people are in need, and how he deals with the need in an unexpected way. John relates the event of the transformation from water to wine, which is meant to simplify the effect that Jesus can have and can still have on people's lives today. He came, as he says later, that we might have life in all its fullness. Stories like this show a deeper, more spiritual truth, and the whole point of this sign from God through Jesus turning wine into water, sorry, water into wine, is that they are moments when heaven and earth meet. They meet with each other, set in a situation like a wedding, which people can relate to, both then and now. Whatever else we think today as to what actually happened, the more you get to know about Jesus, the more you realise that this sort of thing was precisely what we should expect when he was around. What John wants to tell us is that with these events, the life of heaven came down to earth. 
a wedding celebration is a foretaste of the great heavenly feast in store for us, for God's people, that John envisioned in Revelation. In the Old Testament, ancient prophets frequently expressed the favour of God to his people by the affection of a bridegroom to his spouse. It was natural then that people expected the Messiah's coming to be celebrated with a great banquet. John brings these together in a lovely image of the wedding feast of Christ the Lamb and his faithful followers, which represent the church, his bride. The fine linen for our wedding dress is made from the good deeds of God's people. The Church of Christ in the New Testament is often represented in a similar way as a bride. Marriage was celebrated with great joy. So this is a proper emblem to show the state of prosperity and happiness to which God will raise the church. The church in fine linen, clean and white, in the robes of Christ's righteousness and the promises of the gospel, the true sayings of God now applied is the marriage feast. This seems to refer to the abundant grace Christians will receive in the happy days which are to come. Overcome by all the sounds and sights and beauty of this preview of heaven, the apostle offered honour to the angel, but the angel refused it, directing him to the true and only object of religious worship, to the worship of God and him alone. Amen.
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we pray today for the church, for the world and all its needs, and for our own needs as individuals, wherever we may be. We pray today for the church, whose job it is to reveal and to make known the love of God shown to us in Jesus. Father, we give you thanks that you are a God who doesn't need to be second-guessed, but a God who has made known, who has revealed in Jesus the depths of your love for us. If we want to know how much you love us, Lord, then we can look at Jesus. In him we see, we know, and we understand the depths of your love for us. Because, as Liz reminded us today, in him heaven comes to earth. Lord, help us to put our faith, our hope and our trust in Jesus, to draw closer to him and fall more deeply in love with him every day of our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you that as we are called to be disciples, we're called to grow in our love for Jesus and in our knowledge of his ways. And we're called too to try and share that love in those ways with others. Bless us as a church community as we endeavour to reach out into our community, to share the love of Jesus in practical ways. We bring before you our work with the food bank. We ask for your blessing on all our initiatives, on things like Baby Basics and all the other things that we seek to do, to share that love of Jesus and to make him known in our words and in our actions. May we be a church that always seeks to look out and to bless as God has blessed us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today too for our community and for all its needs. We pray for friends and neighbours who we know are struggling at this time. We pray too for the stranger whose needs are known only to God, for those who are lonely and those who are anxious, for those who are afraid and those who are grieving. Father, may they know the peace and love that Jesus brings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today for children and young people, for those having to homeschool and those learning through Zoom and other forms of modern technology. Lord, we pray that it would be easy and without obstacle. We pray for students in colleges and in universities, and particularly those studying here in Gower College and in Swansea University. We pray that their pursuit of knowledge would bring them closer to the source of truth itself. Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray for young couples preparing to be married, for those who perhaps are anxious because they've had to postpone their wedding celebrations not once, but perhaps even twice. We pray that they would soon have an opportunity to celebrate their love and enter into that great covenant of marriage, your gift to us. We thank you that as man and woman make commitment to one another in marriage, their love is a sign of your love in our broken world. We pray for those young people as they prepare for marriage, 
that as they grow in love for one another, the world might catch a glimpse of your love for us in Jesus. We pray that their marriage might be a testimony to that incredible, unbelievable depth of love that we see in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We continue to pray for uh, the renewed sense of community that we've discovered through these lockdowns. Although there's no doubt it's been a challenging period, and we pray today for all who continue to struggle, we give you thanks for the blessings of lockdown, for neighbours that have connected with one another for the first time, for those random acts of kindness that we've seen in so many people, uh, youngsters endeavouring to help older people, people rallying around to make sure that people are safe, that people are, are fed, picking up prescriptions, doing shopping. And we pray too for uh, those who've turned isolation into connection by connecting with one another on Zoom and on the telephone. And today we praise you, Lord, for the blessings of new technology. Help us to use those technologies to connect with one another and to continue to form community. We thank you that as a Christian community and as a world, we don't necessarily need to meet with one another to be able to enjoy connection. And we praise you for the gifts of this season and for all the blessings that technology brings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Having praised you for all the, uh, the blessings of this season, we acknowledge to its challenges. Uh, we remember that in all its challenges, you are a God who is still good, who is still faithful and loving, and still working your purposes out. Uh, we know that you're working those purposes out through the blessing of a vaccine, and we thank you for all the uh, scientists who continue to work diligently to make sure that the end is in sight and that there is light at the end of, a, of the tunnel. We praise you, Lord, uh, for a time that is to come, a time when we will be able to meet once again, uh, to share a meal with one another, to laugh with one another in the company of friends and neighbours. And we look forward to that time when we'll be able to embrace one another again without the, the, the risk or anxiety of infection. And we know, Lord, that we can be hopeful that that day will soon come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer as we long for that time. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves. We thank you for the blessing of belonging not just to a, an earthly family, but to a spiritual family too. We praise you for the support and love that we share with one another, a love that encourages us to repent of the mistakes of our past, a love that reminds us that we're accepted, that we're known and loved just as we are, but a love too that helps to shape the kind of people that we will be people who are more like Jesus, people whose lives uh, tell the story of his grace, his love. Uh, oh, that we might tell that wonderful story that through our words and our deeds, 
people would be brought closer to Jesus and that because of us, people too might grow in love for him. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week once again. I hope you've been encouraged and blessed and brought a little bit closer to Jesus as a result of your time with us. Remember that during the week there's lots that you can be getting involved in to turn the isolation of lockdown into real connection, whether that be through a Bible study, a prayer group, a small connect group, or even a virtual coffee morning, which are all available. You'll find the details in the weekly email that's sent out or on our website, so please do take a look. Also remember that we've got a team of callers coordinated by Rob Samuel who are actually uh, connecting with people on the telephone every single day. So if that's something that you haven't been able to tap into so far, 
please do get in touch with us and remind us that you'd appreciate a regular call. But as our service draws to a close, can I first of all pray the blessing on us and then we'll end listening to the glorious sound of our organ played by Martin Bell. So the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.